Welcome to Her Open Thoughts Podcast. I am so grateful that you can join us today, friends. My name is Nikki Gretzelonik, and I'm your host. On this podcast, you will find a wide variety of topics, ranging from new ideas, new ways of thinking, perspective shifts, encouragement, motivation, and I will also include interviews with everyday people sharing their ideas and perspective shifts with us. And without further ado, let's get started. Hey friend, I am so grateful that you are here with me today. Um, Can you believe that we've made it to episode eight? What? Okay, so let's just dive in. Um, So... As I'm sure you're aware, you looked at the title of this episode, and it is called Advice for the New Christian. So, y'all, um, first I want to preface this by saying that almost every time I go to record a podcast episode, I think the enemy starts to get in my mind and say things such as, you know, you are still such a new Christian. Like, what are you doing talking about God, talking about Christianity? Like, what do you have to offer? Um, Things like that. Things like, you know, um, often my mind starts to worry and um, my thoughts can start to spiral downward. And um, yeah, because in talking about Christianity and talking about God, you know, with that comes a responsibility because I do take this seriously. I do not want to lead anyone astray. Um, yeah, my only goal here is to lead you to Jesus, right? And the funny thing is, is that I truly, um, when I started this podcast, I truly thought, you know, yeah, it's going to be mostly just around, like the topics are going to be around mindset, perspective shifts, um, just viewing things, um, differently, right? Just giving different, um, angles of different topics. Um, yeah. And also I knew that I would speak about God here and there, um, because I consider myself a Christian woman, but it wasn't really my plan to have a bunch of topics directly speaking about, Christianity, directly speaking about God and quoting Bible verses. Um, because yeah, I, I just, yeah, because of all those reasons I just told y'all, but, um, I have just been leaning in to the word more often. I have been, um, just, praying and seeking, you know, 
wisdom through God. And, um, this is what he put on my heart. So here it is y'all. Um, okay. So I'm going to be, as I dive into this topic of advice for the new Christian, um, let's talk about first off why this really came to me. Um, so I would say that I, and I, I believe I've talked about this in previous episode, episodes, but I'm going to talk about it again. So all my life, as far back as I can remember, I always said, you know, if the topic of Christianity came up, if the topic of God came up, um, I just remember always saying like, yeah, I believe in God, but that was basically as far as it went. Um, I didn't really practice in any like, um, traditions, like religious traditions. I didn't go to church. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, I didn't have a Bible growing up. I didn't open the Bible. Um, that was just as far as it went. It was just like, yeah, sure. I believe in God. Right. So I, in my adult years, um, I've attended several different churches on and off. Um, but I'd say when it comes to like really getting serious about Christianity, I finally decided to go to church and go to church consistently just about, I'd say, a little over a year ago, maybe pushing a year and a half. Um, and so guys, <laughs> it hasn't been a long time, okay? Um, I just want to continue to say that. It hasn't been a long time. Um, but in this time, I have learned a lot. Um, yeah. So that shift of, of, you know, just going from, yeah, sure. I believe in God to choosing to truly surrender myself and just submit to God to fully surrender and I'm still in the process of that and to practice in you know religious traditions and things of that nature um that has been the shift for me. This also included actually my husband's birthday, August 15th of last year. So we're coming up on a year that him and I got baptized on his birthday last year. So we're coming up on a year of that. So yeah, a lot of things have taken place in between that time. And I think one of the biggest 
things is just deciding like I'm gonna submit myself under the lordship of God right I'm gonna submit myself to him and to the best of my ability um just live live for God right so yeah um so I just thought that since I am still fresh in all of this, I am still learning, um, I thought that it could be beneficial to share with you, I guess you would call it like six revelations, six tips, uh, six things that I have learned that... I believe would be really beneficial for a new Christian, for someone that, that is going beyond, like I said, beyond that phase with their relationship with God from, yeah, I believe in God to like fully submitting yourself to Christ. Right. Um, because I know for myself, like it can be scary <laughs> and it can be scary because it's change. Even good change is, is often scary because it's, you know, doing something we've never done before, changing our belief system. Um, it's, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot to take in. And I think that often you know, um, I think the best way to describe it is like a feeling of like cognitive dissonance. So, and simply what that means is basically it's just mixed feelings about the situation, about what you're learning, because you're learning to let go of old beliefs and change them for new right? You're learning to let go of old habits and create new habits. And it has been a process and it continues to be a process. And I think that it will be a lifelong process. Don't get me wrong. Even for people that grew up in the church, they, you know, it's a daily process, right? Because we are in this world, but we are not of this world, right? And so we are constantly faced with temptations and things of our culture and things like that. And um, yeah, I think it's a lot of unlearning of old habits and behaviors and things and uh, repenting of our sins and learning what it means to fully submit to Christ. Um, so yeah, with, sorry guys, I have some notes here. Um, with this whole sense of cognitive dissonance, like I said, um, let's see. I just want to give you a more definite definition of what I am referring to. And let's see. 
One moment, y'all. Um, okay. I've been taking a lot of notes lately. Um, so basically, cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. So it is so common to have that sense of cognitive dissonance, that like mixed feelings, mixed beliefs, mixed and inconsistent thoughts. And I think that this topic of, you know, going from like, okay, I can only speak from my experience, but I know for me, it has been really challenging to go from like, not growing up in the church and like, so never really go like never going to, um, like VBS, things like that. Like there's so many things that I think that you miss out on when you don't grow up in the church. And I don't mean to keep harping on that, but I think that, um, yeah, I, I, as a Christian, like we missed out on that. Right. And that's something today that I'm grateful that my younger two kids are always going to know that my, um, youngest is 16 months and my middle child is four years old. So, you know, Addison, my youngest, like that is all she knows up to this point, right? She's still just learning and taking the world in and she's so young, but you know, as long as we keep this new consistent habit up, like that's all she is knowing. Um, and then, you know, CJ was about a little under three years old when we started consistently going to church. And then my oldest was, I'd say about 14 and a half. She'll be 16 next month. So that has been a different experience for her. Um, more like mine because it's been, you know, it's, it has started her journey of unlearning, um, certain things and, you know, learning new habits and, and things like that. Um, so without further ado, let's get into these six things that I am going to be talking about here. So what I have here is, this is what I came up with. So what I thought versus what I've learned. And some of these weren't that difficult for me. Um, but I mean, I think that these are pretty, I would say these are pretty common for someone that would consider themselves also a new Christian. Because as I talk to a lot of friends that are where I was, um, you know, with the whole, like, yeah, I believe in God. Um, these are common thoughts that I hear from them as well and that they wrestle with. And so I am hopeful that this is going to be helpful for people. And I'm also hopeful that 
wherever I potentially mess up or wherever I am lacking, God will fill in the gaps. So let's get started. Okay, so number one I have is I used to think church isn't necessary. (laughs) So I legitimately remember saying um, for a couple years, actually, after I left my counseling career, I joined an MLM and um, so just an online business and I created an online community. I remember like my, you know, I, I was online daily for this business. And with that, I thought it was very positive that, yeah, I had this online community, you know, it wasn't just for the sales. It was like, I was connecting with people and, um, in relationship with people online, we were getting to know each other. And for the most part, it was very positive relationships. And, um, several of those, uh, relationships also, I thought at the time was bringing me closer to God because we would often talk about God together. Um, things like that. And so I remember saying for a while, because I periodically went to church before this period of time in my life. And uh, I remember saying, um, oh, I actually like feel closer to God now that I'm not going to church than I did when I was going. And, you know, I look back on that statement and I'm like, hmm, I just, I just didn't know any better. Like I truly didn't know any better. And I actually had a friend encourage me. She was going to church. I met her online through my old business. Um, and she was thankfully holding me accountable and encouraging me for the better and telling me that community is important. And I remember like somewhat arguing with her, like getting defensive and saying, but I have community. Like I talk to people online every day and she's like, I hear what you're saying and that is great, but there's a difference. Um, that physical community is important. And I grew to trust this friend and her along with just a couple other things. Um, I also had a friend that goes to the church that I'm going to now, and I often would see on her stories, she would share and say, like, come to my church. Like, it's amazing. And, um, I think I've shared on here before y'all that, um, I actually joined Bible studies. Like, I want to say at least two Bible studies from my current church before I actually attended the church. So I had friends online that would invite people and say, you don't have to be a part of our church, just join this Bible study. And I'm like, sure, like I can do once a week meeting new women, like let's do this. And through them, 
just talking amongst themselves about their great experiences with this church through my friend that was currently going to the church, sharing her experience often about how great the church was and constantly encouraging new people to come. And through my friend that gently nudged me, held me accountable and encouraged me to go to church. That thankfully prompted me to go to church. So I am forever grateful for those people in my life because it has made a world of difference. Since then, since, you know, my former thought, church isn't necessary to over this year and a half long journey so far, I have learned church is actually indeed important, okay? Um, It is important for several reasons. I think one of the biggest reasons I believe that church is important is um, accountability as a Christian because you know, it's, and I don't want to say it's just like check a box. That's not what I'm saying, but stick with me here. Um, because for me, when I start going to church and I, you know, people remember you or say that friend that was always inviting me and other people to church, she you know, for instance, the example would be, she sees me at church, and then say, for instance, um, she doesn't see me or whatever, then, you know, she would say, like, kindly, like, hey, I haven't seen you at church in a while, and then, you know, that would hold me accountable to go back, because, you know, I have more people around me that have either also seen me at church or say online, um, that are like guiding me back. Um, but again, why is it important? Let's get to that. Um, it's also important because of community. Community is so important. Um, there is a big difference between online community and actually being a physical proximity of people. Online community is great, don't get me wrong. Being able to talk to people all around the world is an amazing thing that technology has brought us, but that is a second best to being in physical proximity of people. And another thing with church is that I highly want to encourage you not to just attend, but actually join the church, serve at your church. And I honestly, like, I want to say that it took my family about six months being at this church before we chose to start serving. And honestly, you can sign up to serve like as soon as you start. And I know that that may sound scary to some of you. Um, it would have to me, but that is going to get you involved in church. That is going to help you to build these relationships that are just so important 
God calls us to be in community with one another. We were not meant to do life alone. Um, okay. And then also like with serving, it's not just about, again, it's not just to like check a box. Like, yep, I attended church. Yep. I served at church. No, it is a beautiful thing to be able to give back because, you know, our pastor is serving to us. He is giving us a beautiful sermon that not only makes us feel good, but it holds us accountable. It helps us to do better and to be better and leads us closer to Christ, right? And while it feels great to have others serve us, like we need to be the ones also giving that back, right? Um, just also, you know, yeah, giving back simply um, because, you know, it is done to us. And so we should, you know, do the same thing in return, right? Um, help the next person. Um, and also I want to share um, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, um, the Apostle Paul compared the church to a body. With Jesus as the head, um, he said for a body to work, every member is important and must do its part. So participating in church and offering your time and talents will improve and strengthen both you and the people around you. So all the people of the church make up the body. So just like if you picture your body, you know, um, your body needs not just your head, but your arms, your legs, your feet, your hands. And so we all have something to offer and, you know, it all comes together, right? To make up the body. Um, okay, number two, um, what I thought was, I don't have anything to offer. I'm ordinary. I don't have any special gifts or talents. So this came up for me, especially when it came to serving at church. I'm like, mm, what do I have to offer? Like, um, there's so many talented people around me. Like, eh, what do I have to offer? And y'all, like, everyone has something to offer. And I think the enemy wants us to think that we don't have anything to offer. Because then we, we can't even figure out what our gifts are if we're not even trying, right? Because that just allows us to stay stuck, you know? That, that mindset and that thought process of, I don't have anything to offer. I'm just ordinary yeah, that, that is straight from the enemy. Um, and here's another thing. This is what I've learned in place of that. God works through ordinary people. So then he gets the glory because if God was working through somebody that's like really already extraordinary, then wouldn't it be a little more difficult for him to get the glory? Like, you know, if somebody is extraordinary and they're doing something, you know, it's not that, 
I mean, it doesn't really make for a good story, right? You're just like, okay, yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're super talented, like whatever. But if God is working through somebody that's like just really ordinary, you know it's God moving because you're like, like what is happening? Like, like for instance, um, there is so many people throughout the Bible that were just ordinary people that God used them for really big things. Like Abraham was old. Elijah was suicidal. Joseph was abused. Job went bankrupt. Moses had a speech problem. Gideon was afraid. Like God used these ordinary people with ordinary problems and situations for big things. So please do not allow the enemy to get in your head and make you think that you don't have anything to offer because my friend, you have so many gifts to offer. And here's the thing. If you never try, you will never know. And the enemy wants to stall you. He wants to yeah, keep you from your kingdom purpose. So the only way that God can use you and work through you as a vessel to serve others is if you step out of your comfort zone and you, you know, sign up at your church to serve. First, start going to church. Church is important. Um, and then aside from that, step out of your comfort zone and start serving. Okay. Number three, what I thought was, I don't need to put myself out there and meet people, make new friends. I already have friends. Like I'm good. Um, yeah. So with this, um, especially, so, you know, the whole topic here is advice for the new Christian. So again, y'all, I'm speaking from my experience and I feel like if this was my experience, like it's not, it's most likely not going to be a unique individual experience. Like I feel like someone else is going to relate to this. Um, so maybe you're also a new Christian and you, you think the same thing. I don't need to put myself out there and meet people, make new friends. I already have friends. Like I can just go to church, keep to myself. I don't, I, I have friends. Like I'm good. Here's the thing, friend. Most likely, especially if, if your story goes anything like mine, um, a lot of the people that you're hanging around or, you know, if, if you're a new Christian, that most likely means that you didn't grow up in the church. You, or, or maybe you did, but you strayed away for some time and you're coming back. So most likely you don't already have people around you that are further along in their spiritual walk. Most likely you don't have people around you that are getting in the word of God. Most likely you don't have people around you that, yeah, are just spiritually more mature than you are. And so that is why it's important. Um, What I have learned is building new relationships, especially with those who are more spiritually mature than you, 
is imperative to your growth as a Christian. Um, Y'all, you can do this by joining a small group. So most likely your church, or if you're local to me, feel free to message me about my church, the church that I attend, and we have all kinds of small groups every season. Right now we have summer small groups going on. We'll have fall, winter, uh, I believe we have winter, spring. Um, Every season we have small group signups and they are for anyone and everyone. There's all different types. Um, Currently I just signed up for a homeschool one. Um, So I encourage you to do this because this is going to help you to put you in that physical proximity. Like it's, it's, you're going to be in the right positioning to meet people with common interest and yeah, make these new friendships. You may feel awkward at first, y'all you are listening to an introvert. (laughs) Okay. Like I often prefer alone time, but I choose to push myself because I know that I need these new relationships. Um, I'm not saying that you have to get rid of all of your old friends and family. That's not what I'm saying. Just hear me out here. As a new Christian, it's going to be so important for you to be around people that are more spiritually mature than you. If you want to grow in your faith, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, um, it, it's going to be helpful to get around people that are further ahead of this journey than you are. And I, and one thing for me that kept me from doing this for a little while is like I was intimidated. I was intimidated by people that knew more than me. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically what it is. I was intimidated. I was intimidated by their knowledge of God. I was intimidated by their strong relationship with the Lord. I was intimidated um that they were further along in their journey than I was. Um, I felt like that made me small. I felt like that made me inferior. Um, and here's the thing, friend, people that are truly, genuinely further along in their spiritual walk with the Lord want to help you. They want to help me. I want to help you right now. I want to help the person that is a new Christian. Um, and that is why I'm sharing all of this with you. So again, building new relationships, especially with those who are more spiritually mature than you is imperative to your growth as a Christian for sure. Okay. So number four, what I thought was I'm worried I'm praying wrong. So if you're worried that you're praying wrong, I think that as I continue to learn, um, I think ultimately, um, a lot of people can worry about this. And I think that 
you know, I think that there's a lot of different opinions on this, but I like where I'm at currently. I just believe that ultimately God knows our heart. God knows our heart. Um, as long as we're coming to him with humility and sincerity, he wants to have a relationship with us. And what better way to do that than through prayer? And y'all, another thing that I've learned with that is like, yes, people that again are spiritually just more spiritually mature. They have been on their, you know, journeys with God for much longer. They have um, continued to uh, work on their relationship with God for a lot longer period of time. Often, yes, their prayers sound very eloquent and just beautiful often. Um, but again, what I have learned is that as long as God, like God knows your heart. And so as long as you're sincere and just genuine and you're coming to him with humility, um, that's all he wants. It's all he wants. And y'all, he wants us to come to him for everything, for everything, right? Not just the big stuff, but also come to him with praise. Like, God, thank you for this beautiful sunrise today. You know, God, thank you for allowing me to wake up today. Um, And then also for the hard stuff as well. And not just the really hard stuff, guys. Like, Yes, God wants us to come to him with those things too, but you know, if you're if you're struggling in the moment with anxious thoughts, like it can be casual. And again, this is just my experience and what I'm learning. Um I was still a new Christian. Just one new Christian to another, just trying to give you a few tips that I've learned over this year and a half journey so far. Um but yeah, I believe God often just wants us to come to him casually, like how we would talk to a friend. How do we invest in our relationships with our friends, right? We spend time with them. So the Lord just wants your time. Um, so you can give him that time by just pr- praying to him. Um, yeah, and I highly want to encourage you. I know for like sometimes I, I get consumed with myself and what I'm lacking or what I believe I need from God. And so sometimes I believe my prayers are too self-focused. And so I just encourage you with that as well as like step outside of yourself and ask others what they may need uh, from the Lord and ask, ask them how you can be praying for them. Um, because that is really important. Okay. So number five, what I thought, I thought, um, worship only happens at church on Sunday. Um, 
I will say that I think that I kind of worked through this one even a little bit before I started consistently going to church over this year and a half. But I know at one point I thought this worship only happens at church on Sunday, um, at church on Sunday. So in a building one day a week, um, but, and maybe you're there too. Maybe that's what you think that like that, that, that's when you worship God. Like I will give God my time on Sunday at church and that is it. So again, my experience here, what I have learned, um, as a new Christian is true worship is bigger than one day a week and it's bigger than a building and God is worth more time than just our weekly church service. So yes, that's important, but God is worth even more time than that. Um, in Romans 12, Paul wrote, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So worshiping can simply just mean praising God. Um, there's many forms of worship. Um, you can worship privately. You can worship publicly. Um, different examples of worshiping are singing. Um, so singing and um, participating in worship songs. So that can be, you know, publicly at your church during worship time. Um uh, like at the beginning of service at our church, that's typically when we call it worship time. Uh, but we worship throughout the service um, as well through prayer and the sermon. Um, you can also, you know, be singing in your car, in your house um, to, you know, um, Christian um, music. Um, you can worship God through prayer you can worship him through saying grace before a meal. And obviously this couldn't also be done publicly or privately. Um, and you can also, another example of worshiping is reading a passage from your Bible each day. So that is a form of worship as well. Okay, number six, this is the last one um, that I'm going to go over. Um, what I thought was the Bible the Bible is difficult to understand, so I don't think I can read it. I'll just read devotionals. So, okay, this one is a tricky one because since, you know, still new here again in my journey, but what I have since learned from that is, yes, devotionals are a good thing, but... Um, the Bible should come first. So devotionals should be secondary. Um, and that's just my opinion and what I, what I've gathered and what I have been learning again through people that are further along in their spiritual journeys than myself. They're more spiritually mature than I am. And that is what I have been taught. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Because, again, yes, devotionals are a good thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't do them. I love them. But 
if that is our main source of the word or our only source of the word, we can be lacking because they're most like, like they are another person's perspective of what they read from the Bible. And, um, yes, often Bible verses are quoted, um, but again, it's mostly someone else's perspective, just like this podcast, honestly. Like, yes, I hope you're enjoying it, but ultimately, this is my perspective on what I'm learning through my relationship with God, what I'm learning through what I'm reading in the Bible, through my devotional time. And so, ultimately, getting in the Word firsthand opening up your Bible firsthand and reading the word is, is really important. And yes, I think that it can be complicated. It can be difficult to understand. I am right there with you. I'm not saying that I read these words and, you know, I'm currently in the Old Testament. I recently finished, um, Leviticus, um, and yes, it was, it was a lot. Um, and y'all, I'm taking my sweet time with it. Um, but here's what I will say. Um, I think that, you know, it, it is confusing and it is hard to understand because there is a historical language and cultural gap between when it was written and our lives today. But It is amazing how, despite how long ago it was written, it is still changing lives all around the world today. So that goes to show that it's not just an old history book that has no relevance today. Yes, it is a book with a bunch of stories, but it's imperative to our lives today. It's important and, um, there is a correlation. Um, and lastly, what I will say when it comes to this, with the Bible being difficult to understand, and maybe if you feeling like I used to feel so, you know, I don't think I can read it. I'll just stick with devotionals. If you're feeling that way, I just want to highly encourage you that there's so many resources to help you understand what you're reading and to do a deeper dive into the Bible. And um, there is an endless list of resources. Um, my top three current go-tos is um, the Bible app, um, endure- and the Enduring War... I feel like I'm saying it incorrectly. Enduring Word Commentary um, app or the website and um, the Bible Study Workbook um, by Zach Wendell. So I will list those three resources in the show notes. Um, Yeah, highly recommend those three resources to help you do a deeper dive into the word. Um and to help you unpack what you're reading. And so, because the thing is, is like, the way I look at it is, I'm going to continue to read it because I feel like 
that is me being obedient to the Lord, right? Also, I do believe God wants me to understand what I'm reading. Don't just read it to get through it, to check a box. I think he wants us to understand it and he wants us to be able to apply what we're reading to our lives. But again, in order for me to do that, I, I've, I'm utilizing these resources to help me. Um, Bible commentaries are great. Like I said, Enduring Word commentary, um, you can go to the website or the free app. Um, and also I use um, Uversion Bible app. Um, and currently I am doing the Bible study. It's, it's two workbooks. Um, one workbook is specifically for the Old Testament and then the other workbook is specifically for the New Testament. Y'all, that is under $40 for that. Um, and again, it's by Zach Wendall. Um, yeah, um, this is not an ad. I just, I highly recommend it. Um, it's helping me. It, it goes through questions over what you just read. So it's basically like, um, it's kind of like a quiz over what you just read. And, um, for me, that's really helpful because, um, yeah, it's just helping me take a deeper, look at, um, the different books of the Bible. And for each book of the Bible, there is a set of its own questions, its own questions. Um, so again, I highly recommend that. Um, and with all that being said, that's all I have for y'all today. Thank you for listening to this episode in its entirety. I hope that it blesses you. If you were able to get value out of this podcast episode, please share it with a friend. If you would like to connect more with me, you can do so by reaching out to me over on Facebook at Nikki Grizzolonic or on Instagram at G underscore Nikki 30. I look forward to connecting with you, friend.